You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. So you think you've got what it takes to join the Alliance. Can you say the same thing when you're pitted against the Emperor's legions of stormtroopers, led by his Sith Enforcer Darth Vader? Mind you, this is the Empire that wiped out the Jedi Order and took over the Republic in a near-perfect coup. The course you will take is a dangerous one, and we are vastly outnumbered. We need beings of courage, intelligence, and strength of will. Commanders Michael Cohen and Matthew Frankie are waiting to debrief you. As veterans of the Clone Wars, they are some of the best. They even survived the Jedi Purge. You are fighting for freedom and hope now. So go on, get moving. Oh, and Rookie. Welcome to the Rebellion. Hello and welcome back to the Rebels podcast. Uh, this is our third, second, third episode of season two. Uh, it's so confusing. <laughs> I don't know why they got to make it this difficult on us. Uh, this is for the episode Relics of the Old Republic. I am one of your hosts, Michael Cohen, and with me, as always, my faithful co-pilot, Matt the Crankster Cranky. Hey, what's <laughs> up, man? I know what you're saying, man. You, with these yeah. episodes coming out, you know, like the first one that came out yeah. months ago, and yeah, it's just like, where are the heck are we? So we're just going, like you said, by the titles, Relics of the Old, Old Republic. Uh, decent episode. Yeah. I definitely um, like the last, you know, 10 minutes or so. I mean, it really had some really cool stuff, and uh, we'll talk about that in a few minutes, Mike. Um, but hey, uh, we were going to talk some Rebels news, but... Uh, uh, as most everybody knows, the, the trailer dropped for The Force Awakens, and collectively, everybody forgets about <laughs> the Rebels. Which, no, but this is exactly what I said was going to happen, right? Is that like as soon as yeah. they got the premiere of Rebels out of the way, uh, they yeah. they would stop talking about it entirely. Um, because it seems like like since New York Comic Con that the only thing they've been talking about is is rebels because they wanted to pump the premiere but but now that that is over and done with it's kind of like uh force awakens is the most important thing so so yeah, yeah they've been they've right, been right. i i i mean it's really only the one thing right but there have been a couple of other little little tidbits that have come yeah. out in the past week for the force awakens but yeah that trailer is the big piece but uh, but you know what this is this is the rebels podcast. We're still yeah, here though. So yeah, we're, so we're still, we're, still we're still talking about Star Wars <laughs> Rebels, but we're going to talk briefly about the trailer. Um and uh and actually we're going to talk about some potential uh Star Wars Rebels connections. Um so first yeah. and foremost, we talked a little bit last week about the potential connection between the Inquisitors and the Knights of mm-hmm. Ren. And I and and we've got another. Uh, I got I got a I got a report from one of our listeners, Alan, who uh, uh, he's been reading the Servants of the Empire. Uh, they're kind of like junior novels, 
right? Yeah, um, I, I have the first one, and I just haven't gotten around to reading it. It's something that like is sort of on my list, and I I, I always have so many comic books to read for the Pullbox podcast that uh, that I never <laughs> have time to sit down and read an actual book. Book these days, I still got to finish the Lost World, uh, the sequel to Jurassic Park. But um, thankfully, Alan has read. I think there's three so far, uh, and he's read all of them. And he wow. let me know. Now, this is spoilers. This is slightly spoilerish, so you might want to skip ahead a little <clears> bit <throat> if you don't want to be spoiled on these books. But if you're like me or you're like Matt and you just don't have time to read books because uh, uh, <laughs> you're too busy yeah. reading comic books and watching episodes of Rebels and that trailer over and over again, um, then uh, then I'm going to give you guys a brief just sort of note on on some some pieces of information that have come out of these books that that almost certainly connect into the force awakens so um you guys will remember a character zara leonis from mm -hmm. season one that uh, that ezra met at the imperial academy uh the in, in the cadet program right and i uh, thanks to ezra's involvement zara gets fast-tracked for some secret program right i i and like right. thanks to the inquisitor sort of uh so zare's been looking for his sister that signed up for the academy and then went missing she just like disappeared um and zare suspects that the empire has something to do with it so this is sort of his first step towards that end and finding out where his sister went um the the books indicate that his sister is somewhat force sensitive so she may be uh, she may be sort of in line to be one of the inquisitors. I uh, uh, I think that we'll probably get a little bit more light on this in in upcoming episodes. Um, like mm. what then they showed in the trailer the the stuff with the stealing uh, force sensitive children and that sort of thing. Mm. So when we find out what happens to those children, we'll probably find out a bit of what's happened to Zare's sister. Um, but Zare, is in a, a basically an advanced uh, stormtrooper program, um, sort of for like elite troopers, and he meets a character named Commandant Hux, and uh, Alan Alan didn't didn't really give me too many details on on Commandant Hux. I, I don't know if it's because they're not really in the book or, or we it was a really so it was sort of like a four or five. Uh, uh, you know, exchange conversation on Facebook, but um, he let me know that that Hux is uh, he's at this this like secret Imperial training base and uh, and he he hates stormtroopers. He thinks that they're inferior and and he wants to go back to the like to the glory of the old Republic sort of thing and the cloning program. And he wants to create a, a basically a program for elite troopers um and and cloning might have something to do with that so i uh, so that connection right there indicates that that there might be some star wars rebels connections to the force awakens because obviously wow. commandant hux somehow related to general hux not the same character because general hux himself uh, is is probably like in his 30s um mm -hmm. i would have to guess in 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 the force awakens um based on the, the age of the actor right 
Um, right. So, so I don't, I don't think that these are the same characters. And Alan sort of agreed with that, and he figured that that Commandant Hux was was his father or grandfather, something like that. But there's, but there's I obviously father, a connection yeah. there, and uh, mm-hmm. and and it's entirely wow. possible that we may see some some connections that that uh, that that link into the Force Awakens and give us um, some background on on where the first order troopers come from and so this led me to uh to to a hypothesis a potential hypothesis that uh that zare and finn might be related in some way because Mm. they've been keeping finn's last name secret yeah they sure and we're all going like well what's the point of keeping that secret? There's only a couple of characters that he could possibly be related to. Um, yeah. But right. yeah, there are exactly. two factors that make me think that Zare and Finn might be related. The fact that Zare's sister is force sensitive. We don't, I don't know for mm. sure. Like maybe, maybe Zare is also force sensitive, but they haven't gotten into that yet. Um, or maybe it's in there and Alan just didn't mention it. But his sister is, I'm, I'm pretty sure, is Force-sensitive. Um, which means that, you know, there's there's some, some Jedi blood running through their veins. Uh, mm-hmm. And so there's that. And then and then the fact that, that the, the last name is Secret. Because, uh, like I said, there's only a couple of characters that, uh, that, that Finn could... The known characters, I should say. Especially because the expanded universe has been mostly wiped out. There's only right. a few characters that he could be related to. Uh, he could be related to Zare, so he could be Finn Leonis. He could, Finn Leonis, he could, yeah. He could be, and this is a stretch, but he could be somehow related to Mace Windu, so he could be Finn Windu. That that sounds a little <laughs> weird. Um, he could be he could be related to Lando, I guess. Uh, he could be Finn Calrissian. Um, and, but maybe I don't. Know, maybe he's not related to anybody, and maybe he's just a complete. Yeah. Maybe he's Finn Skywalker, and and that's just <laughs> like like there's something else going on there, and and there's some there's some yeah. uh, backstory that we need uh, in order to yeah. find out what's happening. Uh, could could be could be Han Solo's long lost son, because because uh, yeah, we found out in the comics that yeah, Han Solo had a right. wife. Uh, Holy and crap. so like yeah, there's right. a connection there that that could be possible but uh yeah it's it, it's it's a little bit it's a little bit tenuous but i do think that there's a there's a i'd say probably a 40% chance that there's a connection there there's definitely a chance uh, or uh, a connection between the servants of the empire novellas and the force awakens they're they're doing some groundwork there whether or not that's going to loop back around into rebels or if it's just going to be solely for those books and then connect it in there we'll have to wait and see but uh mm-hmm. but yeah that's definitely something to keep your eyes open for keep your ears open for uh and uh and we'll we'll kind of keep you guys up to date for those who don't want to read the books if uh if if they want the, the details sort of the information there but uh really quickly before we move into the recap staying on the on the on the trailer uh matt what's your what's what's your favorite part what's your biggest sort of takeaway from that trailer 
Uh, let's see. You know, at first, I, I think the, the takeaway was um, it took me a, a multiple viewings to really appreciate like the trailer. Because at first, I was I was a little let down, and and there, I wouldn't say let down because it's bad. I think I was just so hyped. I was ready to yeah. see like it, it was the the perfect adage of of entertainment, right? It all it the the adage is always leave them wanting more. Yeah, and that's exactly when that thing ended. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's it. <laughs> but then when you break it down and you go in and yeah. you start you start looking at stuff, you're like, oh wow, that was incredible, and uh, you know. <laughs> I, I just wanted to see. Here's the, here's my fear. Here's here's my fear, um, and maybe it's not a fear. Like the very last shot. I'll just go to let's just say the last shot. It's it's Finn and um, an unmasked Kylo Ren getting ready to go at it. And my fear is like, are we not going to see? Have they not shown anything as far as combat, lightsaber combat? Because they're not going to have much in it. Yeah. Or is it is it going to be so incredible that they don't want to ruin any of it? Because like, look at the episode one trailer. I mean, they kind of gave that double bladed lightsaber was such a huge yeah. moment, and they kind of gave it away in the trailer. Yeah. Um, you know, are they doing something different with with the Force Awakens? Are they really going to surprise us with with stuff? Yeah. And uh, but of course, like one another big takeaway is just I still have no idea. I'm pretty spoiler free, and I still have. There's so many places this thing can go i mean there's so many theories yeah. and um not knowing i think is a great thing i think going oh, it's into fantastic. this it's it's so it's so fun and it's so fun to speculate yeah um the 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 uh shots of with all the um fighting the in atmosphere combat that's yeah. going on the flying i mean that was that it, was probably one of my favorite I mean, parts you know so Jeez. so the trailer sort of indicates two or three well three or four things uh, it indicates that that there will be multiple uh, starfighter dogfights because right. it looks like there's one on on whatever planet that temple is on, and it mm -hmm. looks like there's one on Starkiller Star Base, Kill uh, yeah. uh, the snow planet. Um, it it I think based on sort of the timeline of events that 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 I've come up with in my head, and it could be totally wrong, so I wouldn't even consider this a spoiler, because um, this is just my own pure speculation based on you know trailers and and a couple of other little pieces of info that could also be completely false. I I think that 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 lightsaber fight and all of the Starkiller base stuff, I think it takes place in like the middle of the movie. Um, and that much like, yeah. because I think that, that, that the beats of this movie will very much follow episode four. They'll, they'll be classic star Wars, a new hope for the most mm -hmm. part. I think, I think you'll get, uh, Poe Dameron being pursued by, by the first order and then captured, um, <clears throat> And then we're gonna get you know what whatever leads to Finn um, escape not escaping necessarily but whatever happens with him whatever conflict he has with with the the rest of the First Order and then he ends up crash landing on Jakku. Uh, then we get introduced to Ray. She finds a droid. The droid leads her in one direction. She ends up hooking up with Finn. Mm -hmm. They get off the planet. They they have to go somewhere else and find other stuff. They go rescue Poe. 
uh, in the midst of rescuing Poe, they, there's a lightsaber fight, which is exactly the same as like sort of Obi-Wan and, and Vader having their lightsaber fight on the Death Star. Uh, mm-hmm. They escape, return back to the, the resistance base, and then it turns out that the First Order has followed them there. Um, mm-hmm. Or potentially, because I think in the one scene where Poe is sort of... Um, it looks like he's being interrogated by tortured, or yeah, tortured yeah. by uh, by Kylo sure. Ren. Uh, I mm-hmm. think that in that, unlike Princess Leia, he'll give up the the location of the Resistance base um, mm-hmm. because he's being tortured with the Force, right? So, right. Um, I, I think that that he might give that up, and so then it's sort of like a race against time. They have to get back to the Resistance base in order to warn them that this assault is coming and then and then you have the big fight at the end of the movie on the resistance mm-hmm. base but that's uh so i so i think there might actually end up being two lightsaber fights in there somewhere and i think that the the first lightsaber fight will be poe and kylo ren or sorry poe finn and kylo ren that we've seen in the trailer mm-hmm. and that it might be brief because it yeah, might be like Kylo Ren dominating and and yeah. Finn just barely making it out of there by the skin of his teeth because he doesn't know what he's doing, right? Mm, and right. then I think that the second lightsaber fight might be between Kylo Ren, possibly backed up by the Knights of Ren, and could it be, could it be against Luke against or Luke with Poe oh by his side? Oh my god, how incredible! And would that in be? that fight, Holy in that shit. fight, mirroring Episode One, uh-huh. Luke Skywalker dies and and you know uh, Finn has to sort of like carry on the legacy and all that um, mm-hmm. but uh, I mean if they're smart Kylo Ren will make it out of it uh, Captain Phasma will yeah. make it out of it General Hux will survive and like all of the bad guys will will make it to the next movie because the biggest right. problem with the prequels is that the bad guys died in every movie and yeah. so there's no like continuity of, of like the, yeah. the adversary other than Sidious right but uh, yeah. I don't know that's sort of, that's sort of where I think it is, and I think like I think you're totally right that they're holding back so much of it because yeah, if that's the case, yeah, yeah because that's... they just they don't want us to know. Um, mm-hmm. And it was it was it was said by I think uh, one of the the executives at at Hasbro that the toys that were out on Force Friday were the toys from the first third of the movie right exactly right and mike i tell you what that's what i think when all of these trailers including this last trailer it just seems like when you're looking at it in the beats and like you said i think we're only seeing just half of this thing you know like there there might be some shots in there of some maybe some of the last third of the movie just quick shots but for the most part as far as story-wise I think this is only like the first third to the first half of the movie yeah. that they're showing. I mean, I think they're really trying to make this thing special, yeah. especially, I mean, can you imagine? Um, and, and that's what I'm hoping is, you know, when I say there's kind of like, I, you don't even see lightsabers clash in this thing in any of the trailers, yeah. you know what I mean? And at first I'm like, oh man, I'm scared. I'm like, are we not going to get any lightsaber battles in a Star Wars movie? This is crazy. Or, you know, but then I think, like you said, I mean, maybe it's just going to blow our minds so much that we're going to see, you know, Luke uh, in 2015 in a Star Wars movie, you know, yeah. Mark Hamill actually going to battle against a bunch, a bunch of Knights of Ren. How amazing would that be? Yeah. So that's what I'm hoping for, you know, and, and I think we, like you said, I think we might be on that route. But hey, another part of the trailer that, you know, 
a shocking step is we don't even see Luke. You know, yeah. we don't see it at all. Well, so we, they're really keeping that. I secret. mean, we've still there's still this the the clip from uh, like they just sort of the one him. shot. If that's yeah. Luke, and and yeah. this is the only thing that that, that makes me fairly positive. I mean, the robot hand is is a big part of it because it's yeah, obviously sure. like that's Luke's hand. Yeah. Uh, more than likely. The other part yeah. of it that makes me pretty positive that that's Luke is that that is the only time we've seen R2 in any of the stuff, in any, True, yeah. any of the trailers, in any of the clips. Um, we haven't even seen C-3PO yet in any no. clips. No. We've yeah. seen him on, on promotional material. He's got his red arm and everything. But we haven't seen 3PO in, in like, actually in the movie yet. So... That that sort of leads me to believe that uh, that 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 is Luke and that R two has been with Luke this whole time, and yeah. that by the end of the movie R two and three PO will be reunited, and it's gonna it, it'll be a big deal for three PO right like he'll go because they won't have seen each other in forever, and yeah. uh, and and BB eight will be there and it'll be this new sort of this new sort of thing right. Um, so yeah, like, but that's the thing, like that is more than the robot hand, more than the clear, like uh, basically, you know, hundred percent Jedi robe aspect of it. Um, Mm -hmm. that the fact that it is R2 and that's the only time we've seen R2 in any of the, the stuff, um, Mm -hmm. that makes me think that that's Luke. Right. Yeah, for sure. It's he's wherever he is, he's in hiding. He's he's showing up after the first order has wiped out the like, you know, sort of showing up late um, and not able to stop Kylo Ren. Yeah. Yeah. It's I I don't know. There's so many possibilities. There's so much that could be happening that I at this point, it's almost like oh, let's just stop speculating and just wait and see, right? Because <laughs> it's so there's it's, so many ways you yeah. can go, yeah. And yeah. it's and it's yeah. getting so close. Uh, yeah. We're less than two months away. Yeah. And and that I mean I've I've got my tickets. You've got your tickets. Hopefully everybody listening has their tickets. Um, yeah. Now it's just like planning out like how many times I'm I'm sure I'm going to see it at least once every single day for the first you know that whole weekend yeah. just starting on Thursday so, and it's just like which way am I going to see it? I'm going to see a 3D IMAX yeah. this time and then yeah. maybe regular then normal so yeah it's just I have I have four tickets four showings in the first three days so yeah. I see it at seven o'clock on the Thursday and then I see it at 10 15 uh, or 10, 15, uh, something like that. Whatever the next showing is after the 7 o'clock. Uh, both right. of those in IMAX on the Thursday night. So I'll have seen it twice that day in IMAX 3D. Uh, mm-hmm. And then the next morning, get up and 11.45. Uh, I, there's a, I have a showing at in uh, like a VIP, <laughs> which is like our sort of... Um, it's like 19 plus, like they serve alcohol and stuff like that. Um, but they've, it's like really nice seats. It's not as big of a screen, but it's a really nice viewing experience. So Crystal and I are going to go see it there. That'll be her second viewing because mm-hmm. she's seeing it at seven o'clock as well. And then, uh, and then Saturday I'm taking my dad and my brothers to go see it. So I have within the first three days, I have my four tickets <laughs> already all nice. set. Um, and I'll probably end up wanting to see it Sunday as well. And I think yeah. I'll probably just like walk into a theater, yeah, and do something right. like I, I just kind of take whatever seats left. Yeah, um, probably end up going by myself because I think for one of the viewings in the first weekend, I want to just go by myself and mm-hmm. just 
like not have to to explain things and, talk, and yeah, well, just not be with anybody else and just sort of yeah. absorb it. Just yeah. be able to like let it wash over me a little bit more. But yeah. uh, so that's kind of my <laughs> game plan. So that's why yeah. probably five times in the first weekend. Yeah, um, for sure. But I, like I've booked off the seventeenth and the eighteenth from work, and I'm telling everybody like. Disney said it in their trailer. The movie comes this Christmas, which means that the that Christmas is on the 18th. It's it's not <laughs> yeah. on the yeah. 25th this year. Right. It's on the 18th. <laughs> and so I need to have Christmas Eve, which is the 17th, and Christmas Day off. Yeah. And that's that's right. uh, that's, that's my game plan. Uh, and then and then, you know, I'll celebrate regular Christmas the next week, but it won't be nearly as exciting <laughs> as the 18th, 17th, right, 18th. Right? Um, That's funny. But yeah, yeah, I, yeah, it's so good. I'm so excited. Yeah. And, and just to finish up before we start, uh, as far as the trailer, I mean, um, like I said, after a bunch of viewing, I started to really appreciate what they're doing and, yeah. and keeping us in yeah. suspense. And with the stuff with, with Harrison Ford as Han Solo, and, and he just everything about him the way he's delivering the lines is like wow it's just so great and, and the music yeah. and 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 everything and the way it's uh you know it seems like we're we're the jedi and and the sith it's all it's all like legends and yeah. and her, you know and uh han solo has got to explain, explain to him about the old days so it's well, just wow the the best part of that sam witwer posted on twitter uh that sort of the day after like on tuesday and it was perfect he, he's like sam witwer he's great he's 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 a star wars fan like us but then he's also got the inside track a little bit because yeah, because yeah. he works on it so like you know like most people who work on star wars they're they're huge fans like we are but sam witwer started as a huge fan like us and then gets to work on star wars um yeah. But he said he posted on on Twitter that Han Solo, his attitude in the movie almost or does mirror Harrison Ford and his attitude about Star Wars right now. Right? It's yeah. like yeah. all the, like Han in the original trilogy is just like, I don't even care. Like, yeah. this is all ridiculous. What are you talking about? The <laughs> force. Point. Like what? Yeah. I I don't understand any of this. And now in in the Force Awakens, he's it's almost like he's the Obi Wan Kenobi to a certain extent, yeah. which like I never thought. Like obviously Luke is gonna is gonna fill that role somewhat when it comes to like the Force and probably like training, uh, training Finn, um, and maybe somebody else. But uh, it. It almost feels like that that sort of like let me take you on this adventure, let me take you deeper into this world, like your your first step into a larger world. That's not Luke's job. That's Han's job in this movie. And mm. that is incredible. Like that that is not what we were expecting. And what do I say? Every time we sit down to talk about like, oh, what do you want to see on the next season of Clone Wars? What do you want to see on the next season of Rebels? What do you want to see in The Force Awakens? My answer is the same with Quiver, or sorry, Arrow. It's the same with The Flash. It's the same with everything that I'm excited about as a fan. I don't want what I think should be on the screen to be on the screen. Mm. I want surprises. I want them yeah. to knock me for a loop and when han says you know the uh it's true all of it like the dark side the jedi they're Mm -hmm. real that i did not expect that 
I did yeah. not expect that. That's a totally different way to go about this story, and it's awesome. It's incredible, and I can't wait. I'm so excited yeah. for it. Yeah. Um, and and Sam Witwer sort of like like he put it into into words, pretty yeah. perfectly. So if you don't follow Sam Witwer on Twitter, get on it because because he 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 drops some Star Wars bombs. Him and Kyle Newman, yeah. the two of them. Like if you want your eyes open to uh, new ways of thinking about Star Wars, those are two guys to listen to. Yeah. For sure, for sure, yeah, great stuff, man. It's, yeah. Like I said, it just leaves you wanting more. So, uh, with that, let's uh, let's get into Rebels, huh? Yeah, let's do it. Lord Vader, dispatch Inquisitor Starham with the Rebels. We can't just run. Lock down the spaceport. <laughs> we can't beat that blockade. The Red Blades, they took her. If only we had more allies. I know someone. My name is Rex. The commanders Gregor and Wolf. We are fighting a bigger fight. There are questions. Questions that need answering. I'm not really a Jedi. Then be a pirate Jedi. The Empire put a bounty on you. You gonna try to collect? Skywalker's apprentice could lead us to other lost Jedi. I'm not afraid. That's what worries me. All right, Mike, here we go with Relics of the Old Republic. Still on Celos, the Ghost Crew and their new clone friends march forward, but Storms and the Empire are coming. The clones deliver a list of possible bases to the Rebels and bid them goodbye. Though Ezra wishes they'd come along. Meanwhile, Hera and Chopper remain on the Ghost, orbiting the planet. All is clear until a Star Destroyer emerges from hyperspace. So, Mike, we pick up uh, close to where we left off last episode. The probe droid obviously did a lot of damage, and uh, you know they need time to repair uh, not yeah. only the Ghost, but I mean they're kind of kind of waiting on on uh, Sabine to do some to do some repairs. Uh, and of course, they have no time because the, the Empire is on their way. Uh, I noticed some things here. I, I just finally noticed the new paint scheme on uh, on Sabine on her on her helmet and uh, uh, chest plate and all that. I don't know if it, uh, I don't remember seeing that last year, right? That's a new paint scheme, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, her okay. whole her whole armor set has been sort of repainted. So, yeah. yeah. And then, uh, of course, Rex has the coordinates of every Republic base, separatist uh, installation. He's got pirate hideouts. Uh, of course, I'm, I'm assuming we're going to see uh, Hondo. We're going to talk about pirate hideouts. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and, and Mandalorian bases that the Empire doesn't even know about. So I thought that was an interesting thing, too. It's kind of setting us up for stuff we, we were going to see in the... Uh, in the future episodes of, of Rebels, maybe going yeah. to these pirate bases and Mandalorian bases, I kind of hinted at that at the uh, at the trailer. So, uh, Mike, uh, starting off, what do you think? Uh, yeah. Anything anything out of the ordinary or? Oops, sorry, let me get this. Go ahead. Go no, on. we uh, well, we kind of we like you said, we we pick up where we left off, and it and it just kind of goes right into um, into the action. Which, yeah. uh, like last week, had a specific kind of action, but this one, it's a little bit more. I don't know, man. There's some classic Star Wars in here. There's some awesome yeah, callbacks yeah. to uh, to the original Especially trilogy. Lines. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and uh, and and I just I I 
I just love it all, man. It's so good. It's yeah. uh, like just we are are living in in the best possible time for Star Wars fans because <laughs> yeah. uh, right when I was coming, starting to finally come down from the high of that trailer. Yeah. Which I'm still, it's still there a little bit, sort <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> of tingling a little bit in the back of my brain. Yeah. But right when, you know, when sort of the 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 ex- excessive euphoria started to wear off around Wednesday afternoon, it clicked all of a sudden. I was like, oh, there's a new episode of Rebels tonight. Yeah. There is new Star Wars, hopefully all the way up until the release of this movie. So here's what you do, people. Rather than, than worrying about how many days there are left until the force awakens just think of it this way there's if there's uh what there's about six weeks left mm-hmm. um six seven seven weeks left that means there's about seven episodes of rebels there's probably about six or seven right there might be a break in there somewhere hopefully not but but there might be because we we've got a 22 episode season this year so um think of it that way and don't look forward to like you can look way off into the distance towards the Force Awakens, but just look forward to each and every Wednesday, yeah, every and Wednesday. then every yeah. Monday when we post our episode, and all of a sudden the weeks will just like fly by because you <laughs> yeah. have like it's it's a it's a perspective thing, right? It's like when you're driving in the car and you look out the window and there's there's mountains or trees off in the distance and they look like they're moving by really really slowly but mm-hmm. then those those mile markers on the side of the highway they just whip by when they go past right and it's exactly that so if you if you're focusing on the stuff that's a little bit closer you'll feel like it's going that much faster so so that's what that's what's so awesome about right now is yeah. that we We've got all of these things to look forward to off in the distance. We've got The Force Awakens. We've got Rogue One. We've got Episode 8. We've got a Han Solo movie. We've got Episode 9. We have who knows what else, but like that's that, that they're planning that's off in the future. But, but right here and now, uh, we have Star Wars Rebels every week. Mm-hmm. And... With episodes like like last week's episode and this week's episode and and Siege of Lothal uh, a few months ago, like I don't know what else you could ask for because this is Star Wars. It's just I sat watching the episode and I was just like, this is like oh, we're yeah. all so focused on the Force Awakens that we kind of forget what's right in front of us, which is all of these awesome characters you've got yeah. like Kanan and and Sabine and uh, Ezra and now like Rex and Ahsoka are back and it just it's it's uh especially for us uh Clone Wars fans and 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 uh and you know converted Rebels fans uh it is it's it's incredible like it's just perfect so this episode just sort of highlights that with the with the walkers and that's what I say walkers you got star destroyers you got pilots uh atat pilots you yeah. know like the bridge of of the old and the new trilogy yeah I, yeah I see, yeah yeah so all all those people who are really excited about the force awakens but aren't paying any attention to rebels i know you're not listening to this podcast but man people 
people who are listening to this podcast who have friends who are neglecting to watch Clone Wars and Rebels, correct them. <laughs> let them know. Set them straight, yeah. yeah, let them know Set that them there's straight. all this great stuff out there and <laughs> that, that they don't just have to wait for a movie every year. They could be having awesome Star Wars every week. <laughs> right? But know, know, but yeah. for those who are in the know, it's it's pretty awesome. It's yeah. it's great. But uh, here, let's let's continue with this so that we can get to the good parts and, and talk in depth about those. I uh, Agent Callus hails the clones in their modified walker, returning Wolf's call. Regretting his betrayal, Wolf tries to stall the Imperial, but Callus has evidence that the clones are harboring the rebels. Surrender them or be destroyed, Callus says. Rex takes over and will not back down. With that, an initial attack begins. A TIE fighter closes, blasting at the walker. For a seasoned clone trooper, however, it's no match. Gregor delivers a precise rocket blast, decimating the fighter. Ezra says they all make a good team when they work together, but the battle is just beginning. Uh, that moment is one of my standout moments in the episode when the clones mm. are just kind of like like old dudes, right? Slowly yeah. going about their business, yeah. and it's like Rex yeah. has got the rocket launcher, and he's like, Gregor. Why don't you do this one? Yeah. And he tosses him the rocket, and Gregor sort of casually walks over to get in place. Meanwhile, the rebels are all like, like the ghost crew, they're all like scrambling and freaking out and yeah. like, oh my God, so, what are we doing? What are we doing? And, and Gregor just like gets into position, waits for the TIE fighter to pass overhead, and then shoots the rocket. And it looks like it's just going off into the distance. Right. But then. Bam! It just smokes yeah. the TIE fighter, and it's fighter, just so yeah. perfect to show that the clones are just like they're this class of soldier that's above, yeah, the everything the Empire the, that the Empire's got. Like mm -hmm. it, it, they're they're that much better, and uh, and and it, and the rebels need to need to realize that that uh, that these guys, old as they are, crotchety as they are, crazy as they are, uh, they're they're deadly and and uh they're awesome soldiers yeah well here's the thing like and and i'll back up just a, a few minutes a few moments of this episode um mm. first of all it's interesting that the empire leaves the the ghost alone uh as yeah. she powers it down I, I was you know i don't know if it's that they see the ship out there they just don't care right now because i think the old you know the empire from a new hope era would probably just have blasted the thing out of the sky no matter what but they kind of leave it alone. I, I don't know. Maybe they scanned it and they didn't notice because uh, she shut it down. Maybe they didn't notice yeah. anything, so they left it alone. But just this kind of weird. There maybe the different uh, time frames of the Empire. How, how I think, you know, in the future or you know, in the, in the era of Star Wars, A New Hope, they would have blasted that thing. But um, but like you said, Mike, I wrote this down in my notes. The dynamic you mentioned this the dynamic between the rebels and these old clone troopers. And how there's such uh, such a different philosophy on how to do this. Like you said, they came out, mm -hmm. and it was almost like Rex is calmly giving these, uh, giving a commentary on on tactics and, and war and how to and how to shoot. You know, he's telling Ezra and, and Kanan like he just has this calm way. Like he's been through this so many times. And let's and it's one Tie Fighter. You know what I mean? It's like to him, it's like this is no big deal. This is a turkey yeah. shoot. You know what I mean? Yeah. And. Uh, so, like I said, he comes down casually, like, "Hey, you know, you want to take this one? Ah, okay, I'll, I'll take this one." And he, like you said, he, he he shoots him, and it's just like a classic, you know, hunters out there. You kind of lead the bird or whatever, because it's flying in a direction. So you got to lead the shot a little bit. So they show him leading the shot, 
yeah. and uh, a direct hit. But I think uh, another great part of this was in the beginning where Callus hails and uh, and Wolf has to try to explain what's going on. And as yeah. soon as soon as as Callus knows that or Rex knows that they're caught, they they've been harboring the the rebels. Rex turns like immediately. Okay, and he goes, you know what? Let's do this. I'm ready for a fight. Let, let's get it on. And uh, he almost takes, and this is what I love about Rex right here in the clones. He takes uh, offense of this new, this new, the new stormtroopers. Yeah. Like he comments about them, like, hey, they're, you know, they're no match for us clones, even though we're a little older. Uh, you know, bring it on. We're, we're ready for a fight. So I love the fact that 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 Rex and these guys are, in their own way, taking offense to the new to the new regime of the Empire. So just some great stuff, yeah. man. Great stuff. Loved it. Uh, you want to come in, or should we keep going? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Zeb hears a rhythmic booming, and it's coming closer. Wolf spots the enemy. In the distance are three new kinds of walkers. They're massive, towering, four-legged tanks. The clones are impressed with their armor and rep- uh, weaponry and realize this is a fight they can't win. Uh, sorry, um, I'm in your seat. The Travis controls are over here on the left, and the elevations on the right. Really? So, um, what was it like to fight in the Clone War? I don't think the fighting ever got to Lothar. I'll tell you, war was never dull. The general I fought with was among the greatest of the Jedi. I trusted him with my life more times than I can count. And I tried my best to keep that trust. All right, with any luck, we can get out of here soon. We can't just leave Rex, Wolf, and Gregor here. Well, the Empire is here because of us. We'll deal with the consequences. You hear that? Enemy contact, point two four. I have to tell you what, Mike. Um, I love this, this, and I wanted to highlight this particular portion and the speech by Rex because, mm-hmm. again, he, like kind of as last episode, um, he talks about his relationship with, with Anakin. Yeah, and talking about you know the greatest general and and Jedi he's ever he's ever seen or witnessed or been around or fought fought with, and I just love that him telling Ezra um, about about the Clone Wars and what it was like. Yeah, and uh, almost starting this, you know, it seems like there's a budding kind of relationship between these two, between Rex and like he's Rex is trying to to make something happen with. With Ezra, and you can, and by the end of this episode, Ezra is the one that's really, you know, fighting to to save these guys and not to leave them. So, uh, and it shows that 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 Rex has always trusted uh, and was honored to fight alongside the Jedi and, and Anakin in particular. Yeah. And uh, so, I just I had to highlight that it was a really neat scene to see those two kind of take a quiet. Somewhat in the midst of an uncoming battle, a kind of a quiet moment to uh, to reflect on that. But uh, and also yeah. we get our first glimpse of the uh, the adats. But uh, what do you think of that, Mike? I mean, as far as the Rex and, and Ezra, you think there's maybe a budding thing going on here, a little relationship, possibly? Uh, yeah, I do. I, I think I think uh, Ezra and his character. There's something about him that uh, they that kind of brings all of these p- 
people together. And I think that that might end up being actually a really important part of the story, Mm. sort of the overarching story for Rebels, is that Ezra is not just... um, He's not just a kid. He's not just just the, you know, Kanan's uh, Padawan or just a member of the Ghost crew. But he sort of, um, a lot like Luke, he symbolizes something uh, because because he is, uh, you know, sort of a, 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 a emergent Jedi and, and, and he was born after the fall of the Republic and the rise of the Empire mm-hmm. that... Uh, that, that he does represent a kind of hope. And I, I think so for for Kanan, obviously, he he represents a path back to the Jedi. For, um, for Ahsoka, he represents her lost youth because she grew up in the midst of a war as well mm-hmm. at, the, at the exact same age. Um, so I think that she looks at, at Ezra and sees a lot of that. And then I think for for Rex, there's a combination of of um, I mean he Ezra is uh, headstrong and and uh, kind of forceful in the same way that Anakin was. Yeah. Right. Um, and then he's the same age that Ahsoka was. So I think that like seeing that that Jedi Padawan relationship between him and and Kanan, which which reminds me a lot of the time of, of Anakin and Obi-Wan. Uh, I, I think that there's a lot there for, especially for Ahsoka and and Rex to latch on to. So there's there's this element of 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 the character that they that they relate to sort of instantly. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, Ezra's Ezra's personality itself is just like, he's charming and, and he's, he's, uh, he's enthusiastic and, and it's sort of obnoxiously contagious. Right. I mean, uh, Kanan is kind of forever rolling his eyes at Ezra and then following along anyways. Right. Like yeah, it's, yeah. it's just sort of the way that it goes. Mm-hmm. Um, so and and I think that that's been true for kind of all of the characters at one point or another, with the exception of Hera, who I think like, like that's the strength of Hera's character is that she doesn't see, she doesn't see what's on the surface. She sees the potential underneath it in all of them, mm-hmm. right? And that's why she's that's why she's the leader. And although Kanan might call the shots every now and then, yeah, uh, the real leader behind that crew is is Hera. Um, so yeah, I, I, it's a it, it it goes to show how well thought out all of these characters are, and and um, and that this choice to bring, you know, the the clones into it and and bring Ahsoka back, they're not these aren't like decisions made lightly just because, you know, Dave created the characters on Clone Wars. Like they, everybody serves a purpose. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out though, because obviously. You know, uh, Ahsoka, Rex, Rex. Yeah, I mean, like they're get, they're getting old, and they yeah. they accelerate. They have the accelerated aging, so they age twice as quickly. Yeah. So where they should be somewhere in their late forties, they're more like they're in their eighties. Right. Um. They're they're incredibly uh, uh, fit and in good condition for being in their eighties. Oh but, yeah. Uh, sure. But look at Harrison Ford. He's in his seventies, and 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 I wouldn't want to. I yeah. wouldn't want to wrestle with him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he'd, he'd beat the snot out of him. So, 
Yeah, I think they're in the same boat. Yeah, I think I think you're right about um, that. Rex kind of sees a little bit of Anakin and Ezra, and maybe that's why he's kind of kind of latching onto him and and starting that. So that's a that's a good observation. Uh, Go ahead, Mike. We'll keep going. Uh, on Rex's command, they drop their prized Jupa, turn the ATTE around, and move as fast as they can into the approaching sandstorm. The storm will give them cover, but will scramble their scanners, making them blind. Though it won't be, uh, uh, sorry, though it won't blind a Jedi, Rex affirms. The Imperial Walkers trail. Callus aboard one of the war machines commands them forward, even though they too cannot see through the swarming sands. I think. Um what was funny about this, Mike, is that first of all, we get the we get eight adats. You know, we get adats and yeah. rebels and the, and the pilots. And I guess they, it looks like they were modeled somewhat after Macquarie, some of the Macquarie drawings, because they're a little different design than Empire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they've kind of got like that that like sort of um, streamlined kind of maybe. Like the yeah, it's kind of like a little little collar mm-hmm. on the top, almost like a turtle shell. Yeah, right. They 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 just have a, that little bit more of like like the turtle sort of feature, and they're a little bit longer. And Dave Filoni was saying in the Rebels Recon, or I don't know if it was Dave or if it was Pablo, but one of them said in the Rebels Recon that uh, that these these walkers being prototypes to the ones that we see in Empire, mm-hmm. these ones are actually bigger. They, if, if you if you sort of put them side by side, um, they're actually quite quite a bit bigger, which which I thought yes. was interesting. Yeah, right. You know, it's funny also that. I love this in the behind in the Rebels recon, because uh, this scene it, when you th- when you break it down and when Filoni broke it down, it was kind of funny. It's like almost ridiculous because you got a you got a quote unquote uh, car chase, not car chase, but you know what I mean, like a chase with two of the slowest moving vehicles like in the universe. You know, you got an eight an ad that barely can move, following uh, chasing an AT uh, TE. And Floyd yeah. kind of mentioned in that Rebels Recon, I was kind of funny. I you, you seen this chase that where the slowest moving vehicle, so it's kind of funny to see that. But uh, uh, going into the sandstorm kind of creates a whole new problem, and we'll get there. Uh, Kanan reaches out into the Force, using his attuned senses to see the walkers. He directs Rex and the clones on when to stop and when to move. Finally, he orders a full halt once they're surrounded just what he wanted so they'd have a good shot rex gives ezra his helmet to head topside and take the shot on kanan's instructions uh, instruction ezra trusts in the force and finally sees the walker he fires a direct hit to the neck and the walker falls now however the rebels are visible to their enemies uh visible to their enemies the remaining walkers begin to pursue chasing the atte out of the storm you put us right in the middle of them to get us a shot. It's crazy, but it's probably our best chance. Once we fire, we'll reveal our location. If we miss, it's all over. I'll take the shot. No, Ezra should take the shot. Oh, uh, why don't you do it? Kanan's right. We need one Jedi up there manning the cannon and another Jedi down here to lead us out of this mess. You are the only ones who can see in this storm. Sabine, spot him. Hey, kid. You might need that. And hang on tight. Hey, Mike, you know, I'll tell you what. That was a neat scene. Um, I mm-hmm. loved, probably one of my favorite parts of this episode was when Ezra 
is on the tank. He takes off the helmet and you have the force theme in the background and uh, he takes a shot and he hits it. But it was really cool. The, the music cues, the uh, the scene where, he, like I said, almost mirroring kind of Luke when he takes off his helmet during a trench run or uh, yeah. turns off his, not takes off his Turns off turns his off target. target. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like, I'm just going to trust in the force and really cool scene right there. Probably one of my yeah. favorites. And, and the fact that, you know, like we talked about this earlier, the Rex and the clones, they've been through this before. They know what's going on. They know when it's, when they have to give the, um, the reins to the to the Jedi and say, "Hey, this is where you come in. This is this is where you show, yeah, why your commanders how you know you're gonna help us get to that next level and then get out of this." So he kind of gives it over to to uh, Kanan and Ezra and say, "Hey, you guys are up, man. Get us out of this." So they know when they can trust the Jedi and give it over to them. So, but like I said, my favorite scene probably, uh, well, let me say, second favorite scene uh, was uh, Ezra and that Force thing. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, it, uh, yeah, it, it was, it was a cool moment. Um, I really, I, it, 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 it reminded me a lot of um, uh, the sandstorm, sort of like the not sandstorm, but like the dust, dust cloud in in Geonosis. Oh yeah, it was like slower, um, and and there was kind of like a, it's kind of like a submarine battle almost in this sequence because it was like, well, you know, we got to be quiet and 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 all that, but I. I especially I sort of jumping back a little bit. I love the moment when they first see the walkers, and I oh, think yeah. it's I think it's Gregor who's like, they only have four legs. What's <laughs> to right. stop them from falling over? <laughs> because the ATT has six legs because it's got the f- two in the front, two in the back, and then the two on the sides right. to sort of stabilize it. Because it was like the ATTs were more like a mobile artillery, right? Yeah. Um, in fact, some of the ATTs, they're not the ATT, but um, there's a there's another model of it that is a mobile artillery that has like the huge cannon on it mm-hmm. um, that uh, that that are exactly for that. So um, I, I just I thought that was so funny. I was like, I, yeah, I, good line. It's it's a good point, um, and we see why a little bit later. Yeah, <laughs> true. Yeah, true. You know, uh, and it, again, going back a little bit too, uh, there was one scene uh, with the walkers where. Uh, it's like a, almost a frame by frame or shot by shot, I guess, from uh, the Empire when they're actually looking through the windshield of the of the AT AT, and yeah. uh, it has the two pilots there and, and them targeting. Uh, just kind of a I, I noticed that it's kind of jumped out at me because I've seen Empire so many times. It's like oh, there's a shot from Empire, so uh, that was pretty good. And of course, like I said, you know, seeing the seeing Rex's old bucket again and uh, him passing it over to to Kanan. I was surprised that the things st- still fit. Um, Rex kind of at the end there, but we'll get to that point. Uh, let's keep going here. With little time to lose, the rebels prepare to make their escape. Rex says that he and the clones will cover them despite Ezra's pr- uh, protests. We're soldiers, Ezra uh, says. This is what we were born to do. The Phantom takes off and the clones prepare for what is likely, what is likely their final battle. The remaining two walkers close in. Callus allows the Phantom to leave, confident the Star Destroyer in orbit will deal with them. Little does he know the Imperial ship has depa- departed to rendezvous with Darth Vader. And this is really interesting, Mike, because as, as uh, oops, sorry, um, he, you know, we get this call from Vader, and I think it's uh, God, what's his name, Constantine, gets a call from Vader yeah. saying, "Hey, get your butt back here," you know. And he's like, "Wait a minute, you know, we got." Uh, 
you know, we're doing something here. Nope. Hey, Vader calls, you leave. And we're starting to, I'm starting to get a sense, Mike, that, that Vader is pretty much tired of Callus and doesn't really care about him anymore. And if, and, you know, maybe we won't see him through this season. I don't know. What do you get? What do you get the feeling that they're starting to get tired of Callus and, and he, since he just can't get these rebels, you know what I, I mean? think, I think, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think that at some point Callus might go a little bit rogue and, uh, and, mm, and go yeah. after, go after the rebels regardless of orders sort of thing. Right. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I don't think Callus makes it out of the season. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Right? Just because clues from this episode. Yeah, yeah, like there's only so many times you can fail, and yeah. I, I know obviously I mean, we'll talk about it uh, in a little bit. But the the yeah. new Inquisitors yeah. are coming in, and yeah. uh, and and Vader is is becoming impatient. And when Vader becomes impatient, we know what happens. It gets yeah. it gets a little <laughs> tight right around the neck area. So, um, yeah. so yeah, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I the the two those two officers that were in charge of Lothal, they, the, the inquisitor, I, I killed the both of them right. last year. Or was it the inquisitor or was it? Yeah. The inquisitor did it. Cause Vader told him to. Yeah. Basically. Chopped their heads off. Well, we think we did. He did. Yeah. Um, he, he lit his lightsaber and yeah. Yeah. I, I, and, and, I uh, they, yeah, they, they've kind of, um, they've been pretty brutal right like i mean it's it's the empire it's star wars that's sort of the way it's supposed to be but uh they with all of that agent callus i feel like has gotten he's he's gotten a little bit more leeway and and that can only last for so long so yeah um, yeah i yeah you definitely get that sense that uh it just blew me away and at first when when the when the um when the Star Destroyer leaves, there was a shot kind of like they were going back and forth between Hera and Chopper. And at first I thought, well, did Chopper send out some kind of signal to to uh, Constantine? Like, was it fake? Like, yeah. Was it fake? Because that was my first my first thought. Yeah. And then when we get to the end, we'll see that. No, it was it was a serious callback. And, you know, it just blew me away. Like they're just leaving Callus. I mean, he's got he's he's on the ropes. He's got the rebels on the ropes. Yeah. Uh, and, and these clones. But it, they don't even care, you know. Vader's like, you know what? Maybe I'm. Maybe he's done with him, and uh, you know, we might see the end yeah. of Kala. So, uh, go ahead, Mike. We'll keep going here. <clears throat> uh, sorry, where are we now? Well, we're at Wolf Steers. Uh, sorry, Wolf Steers the rickety ATT straight toward the walkers. It takes heavy fire, and the six-legged tank falls to its knees. The clones will not be sopped so easily, however. Wolf draws the old transport to stand and continues marching forward, sustaining terrible damage but showing an unstoppable fighting spirit. The ATTE rams the larger walker head-on, yet all the while it's pummeled from the side. The clones can't take much more. So this is this is one of those purely Star Wars things, right? And because it mm-hmm. is a story that is not... <clears throat> it's not strictly science fiction, it's science fiction fantasy. Mm-hmm. You kind of you can just enjoy it for what it is because the the att kind of seems like it's it's down and out and then they just sort of the the group of them are just like no we're gonna go harder (laughs) 
and yeah, the and yeah. the the ATT stands back up and keeps walking. It's like, but I thought it was critically damaged. Yeah. <laughs> Which in anything else, it would be like, well, I don't understand. They didn't fix it. What happened? But because yeah. it's Star Wars, it's like, no, that's just the way that it works. If you want it real bad, uh, then that's fine. That's 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 good enough for me. But uh, yeah, I, I I just love the the juxtaposition of these giant walkers with the ATT, which really isn't that big um, by comparison. Mm -hmm. And it it just uh, kind of in the, in the moments coming up uh, and the the fact that these three clones against three walkers, they're uh, they're and it's an even match. It's kind of a stalemate. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I think maybe the, the Jedi will, uh, will tip the scale. Right. Yeah, well, you know what's great too about this, I and and I picked up, and I don't even know if they meant to do this, but you know, we we know how the stormtroopers are, we know how the clones are from the Clone Wars, and it was almost like they're showing just you know three clone troopers, older clone troopers, have this have this this unstoppable fighting spirit that they're yeah. going to go in here knowing that they're going to die, uh, and it doesn't bother them. You know, they want to go out with a fight, and they talked about that, and it's just the difference between that. And the stormtroopers we've seen and the rebels now are they're kind of clumsy. They kind of run away a lot and they're dumb and all this. Just the, the just how different they are and just how special the clones uh, the clones were. So yeah, uh, on the Phantom, the team is somber. Ezra wonders what they'll tell Ahsoka because Rex was their friend. Finally, Kanan makes a decision. I've got my problems with the clones, he says, but I don't want those men to die. Back on Celos, the ATT is almost finished. Rex loses power to the main cannon and emerges, challenging the Imperial Walker's drivers. Callus commands his Walker pilots to finish the clones. Rex faces the Walker's guns bravely, ready for the end, until he sees something. The Phantom has returned, blasting the Walker, and Zeb, Kanan, and Ezra leap down to the top of the giant tank. Rex marvels at how it's just like the old days. The Jedi and the Lasat enter the cockpit and commandeer the vehicle. They blast the final walker, giving Rex time for one last shot. It's a direct hit. The walker falls, full of flames and smoke, as Callus evacuates on a speeder bike. So again, like I talked about, Mike, you know, he's he's there. Rex is standing there right on top of the ATTE, kind of yeah. challenging everybody, knowing that he's going to die, but he's going to go out uh, doing what he can. It was really a cool moment. And to see um, Kanan and, and, and Ezra and Zeb jump out and finish off that last rocket that was that was a really cool moment yeah yeah for sure let's um, uh, finish yeah, off his 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 comment just like the old days yeah it, yeah that was cool, huh? I, I turned to crystal while we were watching it and i was like yeah, yeah just like the old days you know from a few years ago because <laughs> to them it's been a while but for us it's like um <laughs> Two, yeah. was, was just on like two two and a half years ago <laughs> yeah that's um, right but yeah, it's funny the way that that time is perceived in the Star Wars galaxy. Yeah. Um, I here we go. Uh, let's wrap this up. The clones live to fight another day, and the three clones salute their Jedi general. Meanwhile, there is no rendezvous with Darth Vader. Instead, a new Inquisitor arrives. He is ready to hunt the rebels. The battle is over, and the Ghost crew returns to the fleet. But they're not alone. The clones have come along. And Ahsoka Tano is overcome with joy upon seeing Rex. Commander, 
happen sometime, Rex. see uh Kanan kind of soften up a little bit and, and he's yeah. got a lot of he's and of course he's got a lot to deal with and, and and get over because of what happened with him but he's slowly going there and he realizes that some of these clones especially these three uh were special and uh just a really neat moment seeing uh Rex and Ahsoka get back together again and and some of the behind the scenes video of of Ashley Eckstein and um uh, Dee Bradley kind of when they were filming that scene she was even kind of choked up a little bit because that was like the first time I guess that they had been back in the booth since they did Clone Wars yeah. maybe. so that was it was kind of all around just kind of a neat thing to see and and in the Star Wars universe get a little time to see these two reunite uh, like I said really cool scene but then like I said earlier we talked about this you know the rendezvous that that Constantine was supposed to have with Vader it wasn't with Vader it was with one of the new uh, one of the new Inquisitors and like he says at the end there, you know, he's, he's there to kind of clean up the mess. And, and, and Constantine's well, like, well, wait, you know, I had Callus over there. And he's like, I don't care about Callus. You know, it's like, yeah. I'm, here to, I'm here to kind of clean up your mess. So who, who knows if, if maybe even one of these Inquisitors is going to deal with Callus or, or is Vader going to deal with him? I don't know. We'll, we'll get to that point. Well, hopefully sometime this season. But a uh, great, great finish to this, this two-part episode, Mike, seeing the... Uh, yeah. And, uh, Ahsoka and and Rex kind of come together. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, it was it was great. I mean, it was uh, it was very heartwarming. It was very touchy yeah. feely right there at the end. Oh yeah, yeah. To have the two of them back together. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, just going back to the Inquisitor. Yeah. To the 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 fifth brother, um, the StarWars.com in the trivia section for this episode notes that the design for, for oh, this yes. character yes. is actually taken from unused designs from The Force Awakens. Yes. That so, was, uh, man, the more we see, the closer we get, the more I'm inclined to believe that the Inquisitors and the Knights of Ren are directly connected. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not expecting them to ever say anything in the movie, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, they'll just kind of go about their business in the movie. And this is expanded universe territory. This is something for a comic book or a novel to deal with. But I am... Like, especially because we saw the Knights of Ren and Kylo Ren was the only one with a lightsaber. Mm -hmm. The rest of them... Yes. What we suspect is the Knights of Ren. And I think that that's a pretty fair fair assumption at this point that that the rest of those guys are all knights of ren um that that there there is some tenuous connection to to the inquisitors i'm i'm it's becoming more and more i mean there is behind the scenes connections obviously but i'm starting to think that that my hypothesis my my theory my fan theory is more and more true every day um so we'll we'll see we'll see where it goes we'll see yeah. what what happens with it but uh 
but I think that's the case. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm excited to see what uh, it looks like. We're jumping right into these um, these Inquisitors episodes uh, next, and we'll talk about that in a minute when we talk about the, yeah. the next episode. But some of the comments on on this episode, Mike, uh, Sam Kirby uh, or Sam Kirkby, he says the, that moment, Kanan, Ezra, and Zeb jumped out the Phantom had me grinning from ear to ear. So much awesome. Yeah, I have to agree. We talked about that. It was That was a cool moment, um, seeing them hijack one of the AT, ATs. Uh, Jeff Beaumont, he says, it reminds me of that toy growing up. Then decades later, they recreated it for, it for cheap. Do not mess with the clones. Built better, stronger, wiser, and meaner than the Stormtroopers being used now. Same with the tank. Short and squatty, but takes a hit after hit. In all, the episode made me laugh and smile. And, he, you know, he talks about... The clones and i kind of mentioned that that uh you've seen just how how great the clones were as opposed to the stormtroopers that we're seeing now yeah uh, finally peter pugs anderson says uh uh will we find out what happened to commander cody too and you know what's funny mike is in all this i kind of forgot about cody you know and yeah. and i don't know I, I don't know if they're gonna gonna bring him back into the episode i don't remember anything that showed him uh what happened with Cody? So as far as episode, uh, last time we saw him was episode three, right? He was given the order and that was kind of, he took a shot at Anakin and that was, I'm not Anakin, Obi-Wan. Yeah. And that was kind of the last we saw, if I remember, right? I mean, do you remember anything with Cody since episode three? No, no, no. Yeah. The last time we saw him was on Utapau. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, I, I mean, you'd have to imagine that there's some there, that there's a connection between Cody and Rex and that at some point Rex would have tried to reach out to Cody, but but as much as as much as Rex was a good soldier, Cody was a hundred percent by the books. Oh yeah, right, yeah, for sure. So I think even if you convinced Cody that there was a chip in his head and you got him to remove it after the fact, he'd be a lot like Wolf, if not more so, and he'd be like, doesn't matter. The Empire is the Republic. The Republic is the Empire. I do my job, right? Right. Um, but you know what? I think there might be a fertile ground there for a story, maybe a comic, uh, between uh, uh, episodes three and uh, and Rebels, and uh, and and find out exactly what happened there. Find out how how Rex removed his chip and how he he got Gregor and like hooked up with Gregor and uh, and and Wolf and why Cody's not there. Mm. Um, who knows, maybe Cody was, but in their in their adventures after the fact Cody didn't make it through. Yeah. 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 Um so so who knows? Who knows where Cody's at? Um but uh, yeah it would be interesting to find out. Yeah, for sure. Is there any uh, any other notifications or that you want to mention before we move on? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. I mean, people people have been chatting on on Twitter, which is always great. Uh, you guys can 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 contact us through that as well. Um, but nothing in particular. I I mean, I, I already brought up my conversation with Alan. Yeah, uh, true. In, in regards to uh, uh, the connections to the Force Awakens, so mm -hmm. um, yeah, I. Cool. No, I think I think we're good to to you know hear about uh, the next episode. Yeah, and if you guys uh, get on that Facebook uh, and and 
as far as the Rebels podcast and start, that's where we're getting a lot of uh, conversations about these episodes and posts, yeah. we think, and we'll talk about them here. So, uh, but next week, Mike, uh, like I said earlier, we are getting, uh, looks like we're getting the Inquisitors, and the, na- the title of the episode is Always Two There Are. Check this out. On a special mission, why don't you put those Jedi powers to use so we can get out of here? These Rebels will find more. What? that than they bargain for. You're an inquisitor. Oh, good. You know what comes next. Run! Inquisitors? Yes, two. We really have no idea what we're up against. Star Wars Rebels. So, Mike, uh, like I said, Inquisitors back. I, I didn't realize they were going to be so early in the season, but I'm really excited about this. And uh, since you Michelle Geller, as uh, I guess they are, they're talking like from what I've heard, she's a fairly powerful uh, inquisitor. Uh, maybe not as powerful as the inquisitor we saw last year, but they're really hyping her up to be something special. So I'm looking forward yeah. to see what she does and uh, and what's going on with these guys. So looks looks fun, man. We might get some combat already some lightsaber combat i always love to see that i always love to see the lightsabers come come back so yes for sure that's uh that's what we're getting next week but that's going to do it for this week mike we're out yeah that is it that's it for this week uh thank you guys for listening as always you can keep up to date with all the latest and greatest star wars rebels news by heading to rebelspodcast.com uh where tim will keep you guys up to date with all that he does an awesome job over there uh you can also follow us on facebook facebook.com slash rebels podcast and on Twitter at Rebels Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at ArkWolf, A-R-K-W-U-L-F. And you can follow Matt on on Twitter uh, at The Crankster. That's yes. Crankster with a K. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, of course, we love to hear from you guys. So you can send your emails to us at rebelspodcast at gmail.com. And, uh, and we will read those on the podcast. And we love to hear from you. So be sure to email us right after you watch the episode. Um, and uh, and then you can hopefully get in for the the podcast. Uh, yeah, sure. But that is it. I, I if if you want to check out other awesome podcasts, uh, we are part of the Thunderquack Podcast Network, and uh, and you can go to thunderquack.com to do that. You can also go to patreon.com/thunderquack to uh, to chip in a couple of bucks and support us and help us make more awesome podcasts like this. Uh, and uh, and get access to some cool stuff like our, our Facebook group and 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 all that sort of thing and early access to episodes. Um, but uh, that's it for this week, and we will catch you guys next week. See you next week.